miss the conversation. Cap and Jay Hood. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Cap and Hoodie. And listen to Cap and Jay Hood at home and in the office. Now, back to more Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. So, new era. You're wearing a new era hat right now, aren't you? I am. He's got a new era White Sox hat. And they make, Jeff, what, 20 different versions for each team? They've oh, got, God, more probably. Yeah, I mean, they've got like a green White Sox hat or Cubs hat for St. Patrick's Day. Yes, they have, or, or for the Sox halfway to St. Patrick's Day. Correct. <laughs> So, or they yeah. make the, uh, there's like a pink one for Mother's Day. Yes. There's a blue one for Father's Day because that is for prostate cancer research. There's, a Navy, there's the 83 White Sox. They still sell that if you want it. Correct. Yeah. That one that you're wearing has the script socks on the side, but the front is the script with like a batter on it. Like that's not the official hat. It's just a cool hat. Yeah. So you can buy a billion of them. A billion of them. So yesterday they released the new line of hats for the season. And they call, what did they call Local them? market. Local, Local market, market hats. Yeah. Local market hats. They hit the website yesterday. They hit the internet and social media yesterday. And I read to you guys during our meeting in the IDOT bullpen, by the way, driving, biking, or walking responsibly really is a matter of life or death. Learn more through social media at lifeordeathillinois.com. Please be safe out there, everybody. It's wet. Uh, they, I read the release, and it was posted like 15 hours ago. Mm-hmm. 12 hours ago, it says they have pulled every hat off the website, and they are going to have to redo them because every hat was awful. I mean, horrifically <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just my first thought on this was, man, look at the power of social media. I mean, just for a few hours, people looking at these hats are like, this is trash. Because this is what young people say, oh, this is trash. I can't wear this. And But the point is, like, I don't mind a good hat, right, obviously, because I wear them from time to time. But, Cap, when it's so busy... All kind of craziness on the cap. Just like, now you're lost to exactly which team are you rocking, right? Right. I mean, it's just like, if I'm a White Sox fan, do I need to have a million area codes from this state representing the state? And repre- I, don't, I don't need to represent the state. If I'm a White Sox fan, I have socks on, and that should be good enough. If you're a Cubs fan, you're saying, okay, I like the C. I don't need to have just like a million things looking like grandmama's scarf with a whole bunch of different colors and stuff on it. So the Chicago hat for the Cubs and I believe the White Sox both have deep dish pizza, correct? Yeah, and again, you're that's fe- on the back. That's feeding into. Uh, we're not known for just pizza. For God's sakes, now you know what that is. That is a representative. That's a representation of what others think of our city. Because all these guys do is sit around and they eat the pizza and they go the Bears. That's not all that we do here. We're a little bit more sophisticated. This is an all-time disaster in terms of marketing 101. I don't know what was going on. Usually you pay graphic designers to design things. This is an absolute abomination of a hat. Yes. They have, so it's your sta- it starts out as your standard hat, whether it's the Cubs or Sox. You've got the traditional hat. Then everything goes awry. 
because traditional colors, but then they, on the front, uh, on the left-hand side of the Cubs or Sox logo, you've got eight different area codes. 217-331-309-618-312-708-630-773. Are we missing a couple there or probably, no? Probably. Probably. Downstate, are well, we missing some? I mean, who, okay. yeah. I have a cell phone that begins with a different area code, and it's Illinois. It's not like I, my phone's from L.A. That's not on there. Oh, but you man. have my number. I know it, yeah. I That's got it. probably the least egregious thing of this entire hat, though. On the right side of the Cubs or Sox logo on the front is the city flag, the stars, the city, you know, of the city of Chicago. Correct, but it's not made to look like a flag. It's just a little rectangular it's a box. It's the bar. The yeah. bu- it's just a bar from the flag. Representing the city flag. Then they have the World Series logo for the Cubs for 2016 and the Sox for 2005. Correct? Yes. And then on the right side, it says, in script, on an angle, Chicago, and right under it, Chi-Town. Well, well who calls it Chi-Town around here? Huh? Outsiders. Outsiders. Right. Well, again, am I rocking something that says Chi-Town? No. Not Chicagoans. So we've already described probably five different things on this hat. Then to the right, uh, above the New Era logo, which is on there as well, you've got a four-leaf clover. Still not sure what that represents. <laughs> is, there, is, right. it, is it just the, you know... Notre Dame. A, a, a big Irish population? I don't understand what's going on there. A huge Irish population here in the city. Why is that necessary on that app? <laughs> I don't know what that represents for Chicago. Then on the back, you've got the states with, I believe, probably the, the year that uh, both teams were founded, right? Yeah. And then and then next to that, the cartoon deep dish pizza. That's just too busy of a hat. Like someone old would wear that because you just put them on the head. Hey, you want your cub hat? You just put them on, put it on their head. Like, there you go. And it just would rock it. But no one young is rocking that hat. It's way too busy. It's way too busy. There's so many other examples of this around baseball, including the Minnesota Twins, where they got all got their, you know, their area codes on there. They have a number of area codes in, in Minnesota. They've got the Great Lakes on there. You know, they've got other stuff on there, like a tomahawk or something that's on the back. It's it's weird. Now, you know what that is? Is that the chopping wood thing for the Minnesota Golden Gophers? I think that's his on yes, the side. Yes. Okay, just nonsense. Too busy. Awful. Like, I'm looking at, look at the picture and, in the Tribune story of the Dodger hat. Why is there a bear on there? The Golden Bear? Is that what that is? Because they're like the Cal Golden Bears, who happen to be in Northern California. But That's correct. What, <laughs> like, look at that. Hoodie, look at the picture right there. What is... Yeah, I think... It, the, isn't the bear like the state animal for California? That might be why yeah. they were... And then a palm tree, in. and then a bunch of area... Like... There's a taco. I guess they, I guess they probably work in a... a that's what that. it is. They work in the food for every... Uh, for every... That's why uh, the Cincinnati Reds had Skyline Chili on there. Oh, it's just awful. And by the way, Cap, speaking of the Reds, there is a... It's very interesting. Have you seen this? Yeah, I sent the picture... <laughs> So tell everybody about the Reds hat. So the Reds hat, I texted it out. I'll put it on Twitter. It is a picture of the hat, and then the with the red and all the area codes and that. Then the back has a icon of the state of Ohio. Sure. And to the left, there's a big Cincinnati underneath the whole word in big letters, and then there's a big bowl of skyline chili. Yeah. And in the middle, it says. 
I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. And there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos, <laughs> and that'll be a home run. Left field by Castellanos, <laughs> and I'm like, be a home run. <laughs> my friend Tom Brenneman, I feel so bad for him. It just won't die. Like, like they pulled these hats within hours because of the the outcry. They were getting getting panned so bad. Did they actually produce some of these hats? Like, how many of these hats are sitting in a warehouse somewhere waiting to be shipped? These are awful hats. Shout out to Africa, my people. You'll have those hats momentarily. <laughs> that's enough, JR. <laughs> that, that, that's, they're going to be rocking those hats very well in Africa and other, other places they, around the world. They could wear those with their uh, 2003 World Series champs for the Cubs. Yeah, that's right. The Cubs t-shirts that's they wear. Right. I would love, by the way, that someone to be able to go to some of these areas, these, these uh, countries, and some of these cities to find out, like, Hey, by the way, do you have a 2004 uh, Cubs World Series shirt? Do you have that? Right. Let's take a look at that. Correct. Wow. Correct. Can this we... is like an art project you would assign to, to children and say, okay, draw and design a hat who are in second or third grade. By the way, how many area coats? So the Cubs, I said to you, there's eight area coats. Same for the White Sox. It's not enough. There's nine for the Braves. How many do you think the Pirates have of area codes, none, one. zero. Oh, they have any area. <laughs> oh, no one calls people in Pittsburgh. There's just a steel beam next to the P. That's, That's it. it. I mean, no three rivers. Like literally, if you are working for New Era, you came in and said, "I took a lot of drugs last night." Here's my hat idea. Okay, go with it. Okay, sir, you're fired, or ma'am, you're fired. See, now I'm going to say though, I do like that they actually put a trash can on the Houston Astros hat. Da-da. I did see that, yes. All right. Uh, it's ridiculous. 312-332-3776. What Chris Bryant likes about playing the outfield. And your thought on the hats. Next. <laughs> Scratch your morning sports itch. This is Cap and Jay Hood. Our new morning show. On ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. So Jay Cutler was on with Waddle and Sylvie, and as I said earlier to you, Hoodie, he is always very good with them. And he was very good yesterday. Whether he was slinging meat or not, he was very good. And he said, I don't again, think that's what happened. I, I, he was not slinging meat. He was on there for cuts. I understand that, but he wasn't slinging it. He was selling it. He was telling people about it. Yes. Slinging meat. Okay. That's a different... Go ahead. Was slinging his meat. Um, quote, I wouldn't play the kid fields to start. That's what I would do. I'd let him watch. I think it's just a tough spot to put someone out there, especially in Chicago. And I think Andy Dalton is more than serviceable. I think they can win games with Andy and kind of float the ship along until the kid is ready. He also was very, very complimentary of Matt Nagy. Yes, and the meat, by the way, that he was selling was the Bears content. His other meat was just two minutes. But the you heard the interview you said I right? Did. Okay, well the meat was just two of the twenty four minutes. Correct. The, but other, he, the meat of the interview was the bear stuff. But if good there, stuff. But uh, no question. Mm-hmm. But if there was no meat, and I'm not talking about bears content, I'm talking about cuts. There's no other stuff. Oh, take for that. You're sakes. fighting a weird oh, fight right now, man. Sakes. Well, I'm just being <laughs> honest, man. You <laughs> were you were sucking up that pablum on the afternoon show for all these years. He was there. I was there. For- I was there for every Cutler show, and he was frequently engaging. 
when he was not slinging meat. The only That's time a credit to Waddle and Sylvie. Yes. Well, what about when he Nevertheless, was... he was still engaging. You do recall him being on Twitch, right? Yes. Hey, did he sling any meat there? He was fun and engaging, was he not? Yes. Okay, then. Yeah, set aside your personal bias. Let's talk about his own... I don't like him! His own experience, though, was interesting. Where him, he talked John about Hamm. He talked about what it was like the first time he he had an NFL game. Non-preseason. That's correct. And for me as a Bears fan... That was interesting because that's been the conversation we've basically had since draft night. When you set aside the excitement, the question is, do the Bears need to start Justin Fields week one? Okay. Right? And again, we played that six-minute and 46-second chunk, which was great stuff. The meat of the interview. And again, he said, quote, I didn't feel equipped to play week one just because mentally I wasn't taking the reps. It's different for me. I need the reps. I need to see it. I didn't take the reps, so I wasn't ready to play. But I also think it benefited me tremendously watching, seeing the ups and downs, seeing us lose games, seeing us win games. And he told Waddle and Sylvie, Jake Plummer was a consummate pro, which Andy Dalton, by all accounts, is Mm -hmm. as a person, as a studier of game tape and game plans. He was fabulous with me. And just seeing how he handled life as an NFL quarterback those first 10 to 12 weeks was insanely valuable for me. Whenever I stepped in, he supported the hell out of me, helped me, answered questions, and was there. Well, I would say that the first part that we heard where Sylvia was saying, like, we're really into Justin Fields. And, of course, Jay's going to say what Jay's going to say. Like, why? Right? He said why. And the reason why is because he feels for Andy Dalton, that veteran quarterback, mm-hmm. and he feels like he can be serviceable enough to help the Bears. I, all I will tell you is that I would agree to him uh, with him to an extent Yes, he can help the Bears, but boy, that meat of that schedule, the middle of that schedule is something for any quarterback, including Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. So, but just, it's just a fascinating conversation that we all have, right? Right. Do you throw the young quarterback in now, right? Sink you, or swim, kid. Just do whatever you're going to do. But then on the other side of that, it's like, well, what about Matt and Ryan? No matter how long they're going to be, it's like, well, you drafted him and now he looks like that. If he underachieves, now it's a reflection of them and the quarterback. Right. The other side is like, well, we take Andy Dalton because we promised Andy Dalton the starting position. Is the reason why reason why he came to Chicago is because he wanted to start. Correct, because he had other offers. We found out San Francisco had made a significant financial offer to bring Andy Dalton in, but mm-hmm. they couldn't guarantee him. They said you can compete with Garoppolo. This is pre Trey Lance, pre the trade up three number ones to go from wherever they were twelve all the way up to three. Bears thought he could start. I think they're going to hold. I think they're going to allow Andy to start. I would agree with this you. This is a Trubisky full scenario where it's like when we were going, doing this back and forth, and I said, Cap, Trubisky's going to start. Stop it. Trubisky's going to have every opportunity to succeed or fail. And, it, and you saw what happened. As soon as Matt wanted to pull the trigger against Atlanta, he did and brought Foles in. But Trubisky was always going to be the guy. And I think in this situation, I can call it now on May 26th, that I kind of think that Dalton will be the starter initially. But if you were the Jonathan Hood of Seattle Sports Radio, I don't know, 10 years ago, yes. when they signed Matt Flynn for $37 million, you would have said, I can call it right now on May, whatever we are. Mm-hmm. And Matt Flynn's going to be the starter, and we got this third-round kid we just drafted. And all of a sudden, four weeks into training camp, the story I read, Pete Carroll got his group together and goes, we, we have to play that kid. Right. We're better with him. 
Sorry, Matt, we'll pay you your money, but sorry, dude, you're not playing. Last year, the Bengals knew they were going to stink. We're playing Joe Burrow. And you could say Joe Burrow went one and Justin Fields went 11, but guess what? What did the NFL Network say? Eight of the 16 personnel directors they talked to had Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence, which means he could have been the number one pick in the draft if eight different teams were picking one. I would agree with that as well. Um, I'm glad that they were able to do that. I still would have Lawrence ahead of, of Justin Fields in college, but in the pros, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing I like about both guys. They both had tremendous spotlight games in college. You see the leadership, right? I said that about Deshaun Watson, the same thing. Like The reason why I like Deshaun, despite the injury he had at that time, that look at the leadership. Look at the cannon of an arm. Look at the ability to get down the field. Against Alabama multiple oh. times on the national stage. Oh, like that's what you like, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the project of saying, you know, the Jets quarterback could be good because he's from BYU. Now, you, you want the guys in the big stage, Miller. Here's my question. Do you guys think Justin Fields can be broken if he starts in week one? No. Broken, broken. as in... Can they break him as a player? Wait. Break him and... Can the Bears break him? Hold on. My answer Break no. him and then build him back up or you ruin his career. There's a different level of being broken here. Will they break him if they start him in week one? Will they... Can things go poorly? Irreparable harm. If, yes. If they, if they put him in in week one as the starter because he shows you... And, and he sees Sam Darnold's ghosts? He's, exactly. Like... <laughs> Like, right. Because here's the thing. Jay had his own personal experience, which I thought was very interesting to hear him describe and talk about how it was better for him, he believed. And I completely agree with the assessment. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what the NFL is until they actually get out there and have a roaring crowd going crazy, you know, on the road or even at home. It's a huge different environment. The one thing you can say, though, is that Justin Fields, actually having been at Ohio State at the Horseshoe, has probably had about as close of an experience as you can actually have as a college football player, right? Correct. Correct. If he is good enough and he shows you the skills that we all expect him to have, which will be one day better than what Andy Dalton can do. The physical traits are undeniable, right? Mm -hmm. Can they break him if they start him in week one? Because the other thing that Jay Cutler said that I found interesting was that, look, Peyton Manning started in week one. And you know what? He set the all-time rookie record for interceptions, right? Yeah. Was he broken? He was not. No. He Tro- was Troy one of the best same deal. quarterbacks ever. Okay. And so that's the thing is we like to straddle the line of can you live in this parallel universe where you'll break a quarterback if you start in week one, but if you hold him back four or five weeks and then you let him play, he'll go on to greatness. Or would he have always gone on to greatness? If he can be broken, then he's not the guy they thought they drafted. You're not breaking Justin Fields. Here, Let me read you one quote. Now I have a question for you. I want you to mull over. Everyone is different. This is Jay. I've always just been on the side of what's 10 games, what's the season, in the grand scheme of this kid's career. If you believe he's the guy, they get everything set up so when he's in there, he's supported and he can make things happen the way he should instead of battling through all this stuff and seeing ghosts five years from now. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, my other question to you is when he left Georgia, Jake Fromm, was oh, the God. choice. Yeah. Whether it was the right choice, the wrong choice, Georgia had a lot of success. Yes. Jake Fromm's never going to be the guy that Justin Fields is. Did Justin Fields have to go through a battle at Ohio State to prove himself transferring like he is now with Andy Dalton? Mull on that. We'll get to your calls. Would starting Fields in week one hurt the quarterback's future if he isn't ready? 312-332-3776. Take that. That was good, Jeff. Why don't you wait until 1030 for that? 
It's Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Cap J Hood. This is ESPN 1000. Justin Fields in week one hurt the young quarterback's future if he isn't ready. What do you think out there? Because we've had more than our share of calls since draft night. You got to start the kid. And the day Andy Dalton signed, when Danny came on and said, Bears have signed Andy Dalton, one year, 10 million. Everyone's like, he stinks. He actually doesn't stink. He's okay. He's solid. And he's a better fit, apparently, according to Matt. For the offense. It's mighty big of you to use Cutler's words to form your opinion, by the way. For someone you don't like in Jay, you actually agree with Jay. That's a first. Doesn't mean... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I got me. Ah! Um, Stevie! <laughs> exactly. Owen right. won the count on Kaplan. Yeah, it wasn't me pitching. Um, so... So what? No, address that. Don't go over there. Don't go over the rainbow with another thought. Come back to this one. Okay, so I'll go back to where I've been the whole time. I haven't flipped at all. If he's in camp and you watch the offense and you're Matt and DiFilippo and Laser and all these guys and you go, the offense is light years better when the kid's in there. Yeah. Then play him. Sure. If if that if you look at it and go, our best chance to win against the Rams on Sunday Night Football is that kid, markedly, mm-hmm. play him. But if you look and go, right now I think the offense clicks a little better with Andy and Justin's coming way faster than we thought, but I don't think he gives us the best chance to win on Sunday Night Football, then start the veteran. I'm well, with Jay there. Oh, boy. That's mighty big of you, though. Boy, you've really turned the, turned the corner on Jay Cutler. And it is what I've always told you. Everything is not at black and white. I can't stand Jay. Well, Jay, Jay can't hurt us anymore. You come out of the corner. It's okay. He's not. He can't hurt us anymore. Now he just has opinions. He's not even in the media. Right. He's just selling meat. So, so now you can look at Jay Cutler and say, hey, I didn't like him as Bears quarterback, but boy, he makes a very valid point. Give him his due. He give does. Him, give him his flowers. I give him his props. He has, he made some very interesting points from a position that he told Waddle and Sylvie, I've been in. Ironically, they're both the 11th pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. Jay got into a spat with his head coach at the time, Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. after Shanahan left. I don't envision that happening with Justin. They seem to be two different kinds of personalities. Mm-hmm. But, I, look, it, if Jay feels like, guys, I think Sylvie asked him, Something about playing in the preseason. What about if the preseason? Go- you learn nothing in the preseason. That is true. So I believe, I believe that is true. It's really about uh, training camp. It's about training camp and then getting into live rounds, live action in the regular season. That's where you learn. You get your lumps there too. You learn a lot there from the speed of the game. I don't think that's going to overwhelm Justin Fields. I just I don't believe. I that. don't either. But what? Saw enough he, of him to know. Okay, so I asked you a question going to break. When he transferred from Georgia, where he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm for whatever reason. Well, the reason is Kirby Smart. But go ahead. Kirby Smart, the head coach, yeah. said my team's better with jo- uh, 
Jake Fromm. And what'd they go that year? To the SEC title game or they were playing on... Championship, yeah. They may have gone to the championship Championship, game. So you can't argue that Kirby Smart knew his football team. When he went then to Ohio State as a transfer student, he wasn't handed the quarterback job. He had to win the quarterback job. Is his move from Georgia to Ohio State at all similar to Ohio State to the Bears? Uh, you know what? Is his, his move from Ohio State to the Bears, is it, yeah, it's a big leap as far as being, uh, stepping up in class, that is for sure. But I don't think that he's going to be overwhelmed by looking in that quarterback room and say, there's a Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles, and there's Andy Dalton on the other side. I just think his bravado will tell him, like, even at Georgia, he knew it was better than Jake Fromm, but that was up to the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a step up in class as far as, the type of football he's going to play, but he sees these other two and he's like, I know I'm going to be the guy. If not today, soon. He sees it. Everybody knows. Well, well, you'd have to be a blind man not to know because Andy Dalton's on a one-year deal. Nick Foles has seen his shot and he's done, Mm -hmm. unless, God forbid, horrific injury hits the position. But maybe Jay's right. Maybe, look, Jay speaks in a very intelligent, well-thought-out Man of experience that I don't care if he has a good training camp, Sylvie. That's what he said. Mm. You don't learn anything about the guy in training camp or in preseason games. When you get into an NFL game, it's faster, it's louder, it's different. Well, I tell you what, that's growth right there. Just in one half hour. That's growth. Hey, pal, you've never said that many good things about Jay Cutler in one segment in years, if ever. Maybe when he first got to the Bears on your TV show, but never like that. I mean, hey, that show's growth. How about that? How about that? I mean, that's outstanding. Do we, because we mentioned cuts, are they going to send some boxes of meat around this place? That's your angle. (laughs) That's your angle. He's a good guy. (laughs) By the way, tell him. Get some free meat? Waddle got it. Yeah. I was texted. Waddle got one. I'll bet he did. You? No. No shot. Because he knows. Yeah. You've been on his ass too long. any of that... Stuff that's spoiled, send it to Kaplan. 312-332-3776. You're my guy now, Jay. How about some meat? Keyshawn Johnson and how he would handle the Bears quarterback situation. And it's really intriguing and interesting. Oh, God. They treated you unfair up there. (laughs) Two minutes. It's not your fault. Bad old line. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? How about some meat, pal? Take that. This is Chicago's home for sports. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Shot. No shot. With Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Shot No Shot brought to you by Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. Points Bet Sportsbook is now open. Download the Points Bet app and stop by Hawthorne Racecourse. Take you two minutes and register your account. Jeff Miller. Good morning, Cap. Good morning, Jeffrey. Jonathan Hood. How you doing, sir? Good, thanks. Excellent. Oh, oh it's a wonderful day. Let's try and get the birthday plans ready for Peacock. So nice. it's going to be a wonderful day. Actually, when it's her birthday, it's not a birthday. It's a birth month. Oh, one of those. Oh, yes. Sounds like Yurko. Yeah, so there's, a, there's plenty to plan here. I'm making my 
uh, plans for tonight and for tomorrow and I guess through uh, next June. That Excellent. Walgreens gift card selection that you bought was very nice. Good Thank touch. You. I bought the whole section, yes. Yes. <laughs> shot or no shot, Jonathan Hood needs to take a nap before uh, tonight's uh, affair. Oh, uh, that's a shot. Nice. That's a shot. Nice. Yeah, no question about you that. taking her to Joe West's party? Uh, no <laughs> shot, no. Hey, honey, you want to spend your birthday party at uh, Joe West's retirement party hey, or here, here celebration? Go. Here you go, honey. Here's a here's an umpire who, who's indifferent to even calling it out at first base. I mean, he kicks his leg out like a horse. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not the out call. That hurt. If I'm at first base, I'm like, am I safe or out? You didn't say anything. Oh, no, you're out. Could you show us? Fist. There you go. Moron. <laughs> Lazy. Greatest umpire ever. Uh, Jeff, shot or no shot, gentlemen? Uh, before we get to that, let me ask you. Let me read you the story first. Yes. Hmm. Deshaun Watson will not be deposed before February 2022, boys. He has been absent from OTAs. Now, depositions are set to begin in September, and the 22 women who are suing Watson for alleged sexual assault will be deposed before that. The QB cannot be deposed before February 22nd, 2022. Watson... Is not attending OTAs, as I just said. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN's NFL reporter, reports that the Texans loosely expect him to follow through on his trade desires by missing minicamp, too. So, I ask you, gentlemen, shot or no shot, Deshaun Watson plays football in 2021. Ooh, that's a tough one, Jeff. That is, we saw, that's a rough one. We saw... Uh, Roethlisberger get suspended with no charges filed against him after they investigated. They investigated and did not file charges. And they still suspended him for six games and then, I believe, bargained it down on appeal to four games. The starting quarterback of the Steelers. There's just so many twists with this because he wants to be traded. Correct. There, there are no suitors that we could see at this point, right? He's going to be a Houston Tech. He's going to be a Houston Texan. Okay, but if they announced, they wouldn't do a press conference. If they announced to the rest of the league, hey, this is whatever the name of the GM is there, yeah, uh, Casario. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's available, and I'm willing to listen right now. And they called 31 other teams. You're telling me no one's trading for him? No, no. Someone would ask for and definitely inquire about it. I, I'm going to say shot. I just don't know where, Jeff. I don't know where. Like. So the Texans will probably go forward with the quarterbacks, the clown car quarterbacks that they have right now. That's not Deshaun Watson, right? And so, but I don't know where Watson fits in on the Texans if he's just going to be sitting out or if they're moving on. I, I, I expect that he's going to play next season. I just don't know where. It's a fair point. And yeah. do you really want to trade for a guy who you're kind of unsure about his future right now? I don't want that pressure around my that fan base. You know, when he takes the you know goes in the building, fans will be going after him. Yeah. Oh, you have people awful. protesting, right? You want that for your organization? I don't. I wouldn't it, want that for mine. Especially with the idea of a potential suspension hanging over his head in the future. Even when you and I'm not saying that he's guilty. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just no, saying yeah. that the case, as far as public opinion is concerned, that is going to loom large on whatever team he goes to. Go ahead, Jeff. Shot or no shot on Kappa J. Hood. All right, Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith is changing his jersey number to number nine after that new NFL rule we've talked about. Awesome. All right, so this marks that the first time any Cowboy will be wearing number nine since Tony Romo retired after the 2016 season. This apparently is a big deal to some Cowboys fans. Shot or no shot, 
Cowboys fans are overreacting to Jalen Smith wearing Tony Romo's old number. Yeah, shot. Yes. Tony Romo was an okay quarterback. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's a good player. It's not like, oh my goodness, he won four Super Bowls and he's the GOAT. No. He's a really entertaining announcer. He's a hell of a golfer. He was a solid quarterback. Overreaction big time. I think it'll be cool to see Jalen Smith in number nine. Yeah, that's, that is a shot. I know that there's recency bias with that with Tony Romo because for a certain generation, Tony is their favorite. They didn't see Danny White and they didn't see Troy Aikman, right? So I would say it's just an overreaction. I would say for sure anyone else can wear that uniform. It's not going to be retired, and it shouldn't be. They don't remember Quincy Carter. Hey! The NBA has fined the Mavericks' Kristaps Porzingis $50,000 for attending a strip club. Porzingis was fined but not suspended for violating the rule prohibiting players from going into bars, clubs, lounges, or similar establishments, regardless of their vaccination status. According to Tim McMahon, Porzingis has been fully vaccinated. Uh, you guys may recall yesterday we had a story, a similar story, mm-hmm. about a party that LeBron attended. And LeBron was not fine nor suspended. I ask you, gentlemen, shot or no shot, the NBA has a double standard when it comes to their protocol. You're GD right, they do. Yeah, you're GD right. You're, F&A, Cotton. I told you about that. Don't be saying oh, that yeah. to me in my presence. The, the, I'm just telling you. There's no <laughs> <Good job>. doubt. <laughs> you're unbelievable. There is no doubt they have a different standard. No doubt. That's not right. That's simply not right. Christoph Przingis gets that, and then LeBron gets nothing? Not even a reprimand? Well, they were all vaccinated. You don't know that NBA. I saw the NBA statement on that. Don't do that. Because you're completely having a double standard. I thought David Stern was dead. Don't do that. Okay, let me ask you a question. Silver. The ghost of David Stern. Silver, Silver's got some problems. I, I love the NBA, as you well know. I love basketball. Silver's got some issues with this league. Okay, so I went into a store yesterday, and there was a sign on the door. Must be masked. Now, I know what the CDC says. Sure. You don't have to, and you can walk down the street. The store's rule was you have to be masked or don't shop at our store. I get it. So you could absolutely go into stores that do not require a mask. True. How do you handle it? Because if someone says, I'm vaccinated. You don't know if you can trust them. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. It's because it's up to the individual. I always have my mask with me. Same here. It's either it's in my back pocket or on me, but I always have it. Now it's a force of habit, right? Right. As I see everybody walking down the street now without a mask, now you know when I'm going to a store, I'm wearing it because we're not over it just as of yet. And I don't want controversy. I don't want, especially me, going in there. It's like, I don't, I don't need a mask. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me go. Jeez. Cap. I got a lawyer, Steve Shapiro from Apt. He'll take care of you. He can't do anything. I don't want that happening to me. No. So I make sure that I'm not in any, any controversy. Right? Correct. I just do what they ask. Sure. So I won't be, I'll be in and out of that store so quickly. It really won't matter. In, out. Mallard. One more quick one before we get to Anthony Rizzo. Indians pitcher Zach Plesac hurt himself while, quote, rather aggressively ripping off 
his shirt. Plesak was placed on the injured list after fracturing his right thumb while rather aggressively ripping off his shirt per manager Terry Francona. Now, this was after a start that was uh, not necessarily his finest performance. I ask you guys, shot or no shot, Zach Plesak will ever be able to live this down? (laughs) Wow. Uh, I'm going to say no shot. Those famous sports injuries, Mike Remlinger, Yes. In the recliner chair, got his finger caught. Uh, There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Sammy sneezing. Those always make the list. And for the rest of his life, every time there's a stupid, idiotic, wacky sports injury, he will be mentioned. Yeah. And a lot of them I don't even believe. Tripping over a duffel bag and getting yourself injured. Carlos Boozer. Come on, Doc. Come on. He was in to do a commercial at NBC Sports Chicago. Right after he signed, it was then Comcast Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the commercial with him, me and Shanowski and all this. And I said, careful, there's a duffel bag there. And he looked back at me like, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. I'm I like, tripped over a duffel bag. I'm like, all good. Well, just, I was drunk. Just busting oh. you, you know what. Hey, you weren't there, Meller. Anyway, all right, our guy, Tony Two Chains, Anthony Rizzo. And we got to get into some stuff with him. He tried to trade for nachos. You're eating nachos in a pandemic from some fan? A dirty Cardinal fan on top of it? Oh, my God. We'll get into all of it next.